What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brace for Winnings is a production of iHeartRadio. We're dancing. We're dancing. 430 on the dot. Fox Sports Radio to Gambler. Sean Brace with you here. Hey, streaming right now at Fox PHL Gambler. Joe Tanzi joining us on the Gambler Hotline to give us all the insight one will need to find themselves on the right side of all the action Thursday and Friday. Joe, good afternoon. Are you ready for the madness? <laughs> <laughs> One one's body can never be too can never be that prepared for the madness. No, especially right now because it is it is a a war of a two day stretch. Um, you know you're going to get some overtime, some buzzer beaters, some upsets. You know, throw in your March Madness cliche here. Uh, you're going to have it over the next two uh, next two days, next forty eight hours. Let's get into the first round games, folks. Here we go, Joe. And I got the list of how it's going to go as far as the time of the day. And we open up with this four-pack of games tomorrow afternoon at 12-15 West Virginia, Maryland. Furman, Virginia, which is a 13-4. Uh, Utah State and Missouri. Uh, Utah State is actually a point and a half of favorite in that game on DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, by the way, they are a 10 seed versus a 7. Hmm? And uh, 1 versus 16 with Kansas and Howard. We'll put the Kansas and Howard game to the side out of West Virginia, Maryland. Furman in Virginia, Utah State, Missouri. Which game is speaking to you the most as far as from a gambling perspective, Joe? Two of them are. Um, Maryland can't play away from College Park. That's been proven all season long. I have no reason to trust Maryland in their current form. So I think West Virginia minus two is, is a slam dunk for me. And look, you've been following me all season. I've been betting on Missouri a lot. I really like their style of play. Um, I'm willing to take them on the money line plus 105. 
Uh, I think they're very talented. They can score with anybody. They're very hard to defend. Uh, it could be a, a rough night for, for Utah State. Interesting. All right. And from the Furman and Virginia standpoint, where are you at on that one? Because that seems to be a very trendy play for everyone that's back at Furman. As a matter of fact, Julian Edlow just joined me. He's on Furman plus the points. He had to get it. He got it six and a half. I think it's down to five and a half right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Should we expect an upset in that one? Maybe down goes Virginia? Well, everybody's picking against Virginia because you know they're out without Ben Vanderplas. Their offense takes a hit and I mean, only scoring 49 points in your last game, right? That puts kind of a, a hamper on, on everything. But Furman's ranked first in two-point percentage on Kempom, 33rd in adjusted offensive efficiency. Uh, this is a team that has been just trying their hardest to get to March Madness for such a long time. Uh, and they're finally here. Uh, they've kind of always been the bridesmaid in the SoCon. It's interesting. I, I understand the sentiment behind... Um, Virginia losing. I don't know if I can fully get behind it. Um, I do think Virginia's going to have to score points to win. I think Furman's going to try and and push them just enough, just enough where that total seems within reach. But if that's the game out of this, this noon or the first window that I'm very, very cautious about. Like I'm, I'm filling up my bracket probably tonight, tomorrow morning, and I'm still like that. That entire quadrant with San Diego State and Charleston as well. It's just so difficult to, to get a grasp on it because when Virginia is really good, they can be really good, but they're without one of their starters. And when San Diego State's really good, they can be really good as well. But the Mountain West has struggled last year, and that's fresh in everyone's mind. So um, West Virginia and Missouri, I definitely feel confident on um, the over in the Howard Kansas game is is very, very interesting to me. 146? Because, yeah, because Howard's got a really good offense. And they push the pace as well. They're, they're 98th in pace. Um, adjusted tempo is the official name for the stat on Kempom. Uh, this is a team that can score 60 or so on Kansas. You know, both teams are in the top 100 in pace. Kansas should not have any issues. But I would not be surprised if, if Howard does for some points. I actually like the over in that one, over 146. Um, the key here is the garbage time minutes, like the final, what, six to seven minutes when um, when Kansas is putting the walk-ons in and, and taking their foot off the pedal. Uh, when does that, you know, end up happening? And does Howard take advantage of that? Maybe cover the 22? That's a high number for me, but I, I like the over because Howard's offense can push the pace. Excellent. All right. Wasn't expecting it at 116, but uh, I'll play into 116. But there you go, folks. All right. On to the next slate of I'm games. Bet, I'm, betting all the ga- I'm betting all the games, Sean. Good. You Good. know me. Well, that's why I'm you're on. I'm going to play on every game. <laughs> hey, DGENs unite, baby. All right. I, I, I had a play on Corpus Christi last night because of you. You know, I mean, like, this is what it's all about. It's that time of year. Let's go. Um, all right. Let's talk about Charles uh, College of Charleston. And, uh, again, it's the 12 versus 5, so there's no surprise. Everybody's talking themselves into uh, Charleston upsetting San Diego State. I actually have San Diego State winning here, and I got San Diego State, San Diego State winning a couple games, in fact, um, on my bracket. But putting that to the side nobody cares as far as the five and a half is concerned if people feel like that charleston's going to beat them upset them money line here on this play should we take the points is a stay away for you how do you see that game playing out is this one has my head in a pretzel as well like i said with the 
the Furman Virginia game. The the better team is clearly the the better seed, but Charleston's been the darling of the mid major ranks for pretty much all season. Here's the way I see this going. Yes, Charleston has the offensive numbers, but I think the under is the play here, one forty one and a half. San Diego State likes to play things in the sixties. You look at their last four games, uh, the regular season finale against Wyoming, and even you go back to their loss against Boise State, so the last five, only only two of those games had one point total over 65. Like This is a team that likes to keep things under 70 and comfortably under 70. And I don't know if Charleston can do it. Uh, I understand the logic behind it because they've been one of the best mid-major squads. But uh, I'm not fully convinced. I think San Diego State does take over this game in some capacity and stretches, which is why I think I think the under is the play here. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe that game is in Orlando as well. Um, that could be a yes a factor. It is because I remember reading about how it's 50 miles outside what the NCAA pays for charter flights. And therefore, okay. Charleston has to drive the bus back. <laughs> I mean, um, are we talking about a billion-dollar industry? We can't, we can't get the kids from Charleston a, a, a charter flight from Orlando to go back home. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so that's, that's another reason why um, San Diego State on the East Coast playing what a game would be 12-10 their time. Maybe the offense struggles and they try and win this game with defense. All these little factors come into play, but Absolutely. I think San Diego State. I think San Diego State dictates the the pace of play a little bit in that one. Make the eight nine game simple for everybody. Illinois and Arkansas four thirty p.m. tip here. Uh, Arkansas point and a half favorite one forty three and a half. Give people a little insight here to make their decision easier on an eight nine game. Um, I wish we had an ISO cam on Brad Underwood and, and Muss on the sidelines because. These two guys just, they don't stop screaming. They're, they're energetic. They're madmen on the sidelines. Look, I have bias with Arkansas. I love the way Musk plays. And you can't deny that he's been back-to-back Elite Eights, took Nevada to the second weekend uh, to get the, the Arkansas job. I think what Arkansas plays at their best, they're better than Illinois. I'm taking Arkansas on the money line at minus 135. They're a team that can just get after you. And if you're not on your best, um, they could cause some real havoc. Like this game could get out of hand. Um, I think Nick Smith, the, the freshman from Arkansas, is the best player on the floor. And I just think recently in March, Moss has a better track record than Brad Underwood. And the Big Ten might get might get found out pretty quickly again. Uh, there are some matchups that if they don't go the Big Ten's way, we could be sitting here on on Saturday morning and say. Uh, Purdue's the the lone hope for the Big Ten. <laughs> Joe Tanzi, you can find him at jtanzi nine zero mandatory follow, especially this time of year. Let's get on over to the nightcaps, and we open it up after dinner. Before you do that, yeah. Do you mind if I interrupt you real quick? Bring it. Alabama first half. Alabama minus, oh. minus fourteen. Uh, Corpus Christi gets thrown into the ringer. By the way, I don't know oh. if this is a. a, a I don't know if this is a first-time thing, but the other three first four winners are all playing on Friday. Usually they go Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday. 
And Corpus Christi is going to go from Dayton to Birmingham hmm. to play a 245 game, which is a true home game for Alabama. Quick turnaround. Alabama, I know that, yeah, a very quick turnaround. I'm thinking Alabama minus 14 in the first half spread. It's a home game. Corpus Christi with tired legs and travel. I think they're just going to be way too much for them. Maybe it settles down in the second half, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama has this game done and dusted by like the three-minute mark in the first half. See, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, for the po- folks that are watching the stream right now, I just grabbed the pen and a notebook writing that one down. I love that logic. Love Bama first-half logic. Then you're going to love the logic behind my first night pick then, too. All right, well... Out of the four games, Auburn, Iowa, Colgate, Texas, that's a 15-2, Boise State, Northwestern, and then everybody's favorite, Oral Roberts and Duke. I'm trying not to ask you about Oral Roberts and Duke, so give me something on the other three. Auburn's playing a home game. <laughs> they, they somehow lucked into being a nine seed playing in Birmingham uh, against Iowa, who's a perennial underachiever in March Madness. I learned that the hard way last year after they won the Big Ten tournament. Flat out, I think this game being a toss-up and Auburn being able to travel within state, have their off, have their fans there. I mean, you have Bama in the 3 o'clock game and then you have Auburn in the 6.50 game in Birmingham. Uh, that place is either going to be burnt orange or crimson red the entire day. Uh, I can't ignore that. And with this game being such a toss-up, I'm taking Auburn. I think we're down to a point right now on DraftKings Sportsbook, 151.5 on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the money line on that one. I'll, I'll, I'll pay the, the extra pennies for that. I lied to you. Six and a half, six for Oral Roberts. Is that a play for you, or is this a stay away? Do you like Duke? Six, though. Six is the spread. That's a big number. So you know how I use a bunch of cliches to say if this team wins, this hits. If that team wins, this hits. Yep. If, if Duke wins, the under's hitting. If, if Oral Roberts wins, the, the over's hitting. Hmm. Duke, Duke's defense has been really good. If you ignore the game against Miami, which has been which was, you know, Miami scored 70-some points. Duke's defense has been really, really good. And this is what I know everyone's going to be on Oral Roberts because of what happened in the past. And, you know, but can, can they get it done against one of the best teams in terms of form coming into the tournament? I don't know. I'm not as convinced as I was maybe two days ago, or maybe even like a week ago when I didn't see a bracket and thought Oral Roberts would play somebody. And I just, I'm going to go under here, 146. I think Duke wins this game, but I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be close or a blowout. I feel like Duke's defense makes an impact in some capacity. They're going to circle Max Hastness and make sure that the other four guys on the court beat them. That has to be their game plan. And because they've had pretty much a week to game plan it, I'm going to go the under here. It should still be a fascinating game. Oh, yeah. That, that, that spreads right on that line. And we're like, uh, I'm not sure. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under because I do think Duke ends up winning it. All right. On to the next. We'll go into the late night hour here. 9.40 p.m. We open up with the Raging Cajuns and Tennessee. Tennessee, a double-digit favorite. And I just, I don't know. That's probably going to stay away from me. But UNC Asheville, that's a 17.5 point spread. They're catching against UCLA. We got Northern Kentucky taking on Houston, 16 versus 1. That's a 19.5 point spread. And then we got Penn State. Dare I say red hot? I know they lost to Purdue in that conference championship game, but they're rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Taking on Texas AM. AM, a three point favorite in that one. Where are we going in these, out of those four, Joe? 
I have concerns about Penn State. How good is A&M, because though? They're good. They're, they were, they've been undervalued all year. Some people may argue properly valued. But Buzz gets those guys to play defense. Fair. They play so hard. That game is going to be a rock fight. And I think because they both made it to their conference tournament finals, but, but Penn State had to play some extra games uh, to get to the, the Big Ten final against Purdue. And they kind of ran out of gas a little bit, and history usually suggests that um, conference tournament winners that have to go that many days the week before, um, it usually runs out at some point. Plus, if Texas beats Colgate, man, you can't ignore the Texas Texas A&M game in the second round. They can't they can't play each other in football because they don't want to. They, they keep <laughs> avoiding each other, and then you know the selection committee gives us this this beautiful treat in front of us in basketball. I think A and M's defense is the difference maker here. They just they they play so tough, and and, and that could be a problem, especially if they surround Jalen Pickett. I know Penn State's got some other shot makers, but if you're able to smother Pickett like Northwestern was able to do in that Big Ten uh, tournament quarterfinal, it could be really tough. This game's going to be low scoring, um, but I feel more confident in A and M with with the three. Um, I, I feel like we're we're headed towards A and M in Texas. All right. From Thursday, we all recover. We we stay hydrated in a midnight hour. Start <laughs> slamming some water. We wake up bright and early on Friday. Most of us are going to work. The smart one's called off. I got a host, three to six. So I'll be live on the air. We'll be knee deep in action when we go live at 3 p.m. Because at noon, 12.15, we open it up with USC, Michigan State. Michigan State, two-point favorites. My favorite, Kennesaw State, taking on Xavier in that one, which is 11.5-point spread. Uh, UC Santa Barbara and Baylor going off at 1.30. Baylor's a 10.5-point favorite on DraftKings there. And VCU and St. Mary's. That's a very popular pick. I feel like the 12 and 5s are just the most popular games. And, and, and a lot has to do with the history and all that. But uh, ultimately, where do you want to go out of those four games? USC and Michigan State's interesting because a lot of people just want to go to Michigan State because of what they've been in this tournament year after year under Tom Izzo. I don't know if I'm getting the same vibe this year, but your thoughts on those four games, where are you looking at out of those four? Can we reverse roles for a second? Can I be the host and just ask you a question? Bring it. Are we... Is the Kennesaw State thing a bit, or are we like, are we like serious on them? Because like, I'm serious. I need, I, I need to know how to how to text you properly on Friday. I like, am all. I'm, I'm all about Kennesaw State getting to the Sweet 16. I own a slip right now in my DraftKings portfolio. I got them plus five ten to get to the Sweet 16. I'm a believer. This team, the first time they made the tournament, this is the Disney story right here that's going to hook America in. Kennesaw State plus 510, not even thinking twice. Interesting. <laughs> They're not plus 510 to make the Sweet 16, by the way. You know that, right? Uh, What do I have here? They're plus, they're, they're, you have them, but they're plus 2200 to make the Sweet 16. Oh, well, hang on. I got my bets in front of me. I just hit the wrong one. <laughs> They're plus, they're plus 550 right now on the money line. Did you pick the money line 510? No, 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 no. No. <laughs> 
Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what okay. it is. Okay, okay. It's money line. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So I don't have them making it to Sweet 16. I thought I did. So I got 12 and a half <laughs> tomorrow. The, the 2200 price is still there, though. Yeah, I might need to take a flyer on that. I got them plus 510, money line to upset Xavier in the first game. And then I took them plus 12 and a half as well in that game. Again, just, you know. Hoping that my eyes, trusting my eyes. You're gonna text me after I lose that that you know shot in the dark. That's gonna hurt. All right, but no, no, I believe. I'm only gonna text you if they win. Okay, good. Yeah, do that. Yeah, uh, no. no, no, no. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna take a friend while he's down at, at twelve. At, you know, in the with a loss in the the first round of Friday's game. Taking Kennesaw State. <laughs> <laughs> first time I ever heard of him was this year. My only concern is if they're just happy to be there. You know what I mean? Because they they were a two win team two three years ago. They're they're in the tournament. Is was that like their goal? They've achieved it. They're happy to be there. Xavier blows them out. That being said, Sean Miller in March is not one of the coaches you want to trust. So I'm not going to say I endorse it, <laughs> but I under but I understand it. I, I understand your your Kennesaw. Makes me feel a little bit better. VCU St. Mary's, that's the one I definitely have as an upset. VCU taking down St. Mary's. Oh man, I, I think St. Mary's. It, I think St. Mary's wins that game. I, I'll take them minus four. Um, VCU needed a bunch of swings to go their way in that A10 championship game against Dayton. I know the final score was was double digits, but. That it was, it was teetering on the brink there in Dayton's favor for a little bit. Um, I think Aiden Mahaney is the best player on the floor, the St. Mary's guard, and VCU is going to have a, a lot of trouble scoring. I think if if the roles were reversed, um, or maybe this was like a seven ten game and St. Mary's is a seven or an eight, they lose this game. But they've been really good all year. They've been arguably a top 10 team in the country all season. And I think that shows at least in this game. All right. To the next round of games, 245. We'll open it up with this one, Vermont and Marquette. That is a 10.5-point spread for Marquette, which is a little interesting there. I think that would be a little bit light for a 2 versus a 15. Uh, Pitt and Iowa State, that is a, a 6 versus 11. You're looking at Iowa State, four-point favorites there. Of course, we just watched Pitt last night. NC State and Creighton, watch out for that one. That could be a big-time up-and-down uh, uh, up type of game, but every time I think I got NC State figured out, they you know throw up a dud. Creighton's a five-and-a-half-point favorite there. And UConn and Iona. NC State hasn't figured NC State out. No, you're right about that. And UConn and Iona. Uh, UConn, nine-and-a-half-point favorite. They're a little light in that one, too, maybe. Your thoughts on those four? I think Rick's got two feet out the door already and ready to, to sign his contract at St. John's. Um, I think UConn wins that game very easily. Well, you don't trust Rick would, Pitino? You don't take his word? He said he did, he's never even been to St. John's. He doesn't even know how to get there, he said. <laughs> I think it's pretty close to get from Iona to St. John's. I think you can drive there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm taking Pitt. I I hate myself for this, to be honest with you, because I've kind of been betting the opposite end of Pitt all season. But one of these 11 seeds is going to win, and I don't think ASU or Nevada beats TCU. So this is where I'm going. Iowa State, a lot of people are going to point to them as they made this this run into the second weekend last year. 
but they've been really inconsistent. They've only won two of their last seven. Yes, both wins were against Baylor, but um, this isn't the old the Baylor of old. I just I can't trust Iowa State this year, and kids got a little bit of momentum, and they have the extra day to rest. I think that's really important here to note is usually it's Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday. Now it's Tuesday, Friday for Pitt. That extra day will help them. So I'll take Pitt outright as, as one of my upsets. Um, I want to take the over in NC State Creighton, but like you said, which NC State team is actually going to show up? Yeah, that's the issue with them. Um, all right, now we take a little breather for dinner time. We come right back. Providence in Kentucky. Woo! That's a great game. Grand Canyon and Gonzaga. Zaga's a 15.5-point favorite. Kentucky's a 4-point favorite. Uh, let's see here. Purdue, 1 versus the 16 there. We'll find out who they're playing, so we'll skip that. And Miami and Drake, which is a very popular game as far as everybody assuming there's going to be an upset in that one. Uh, Hurricanes right now, 2-point favorites. I like Kentucky a lot. Your thoughts on that game? I like Kentucky a lot, too. I think Providence is dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And Ed Cooley is playing this game with Georgetown now, where, like, is he going? Is he not? Like, I think that's a big distraction. Look, there's one team that could just be the, the surprise of all surprises in this tournament, and that's the Kentucky Wildcats. They can't lose in the first round this year. They absolutely cannot after losing to St. Mary's. Or, sorry, St. Peter's. Kentucky... This is a must-win game for Kentucky, for just like the, the for mm-hmm. Cal and the the program's sake. I think this is the perfect scenario. Province has been trending downward for a few weeks. Ed Cooley might be out the door to Georgetown. I keep looking at this quadrant and saying Kentucky is going to Madison Square Garden. I hate myself for that, but I think that's my like my one pick that goes against the grain in the bracket, I really think we're going to see Kentucky at MSG. You're going to see Kentucky on one side. You're going to see Duke on the other side. Maybe Sparty comes in. We do like a, a, a you know, the Blue Blood Invitational with the Champions Classic rerun at MSG. I, I really like Kentucky to get out of the first weekend. I hate myself for it because they've been so inconsistent, but I think there's some extra juice within that program. They're plus 155 to make the Sweet 16. I think I'm going to fire on that as well. Um, Kansas State's going to walk through Montana State. That's going to be easy. I think Kentucky is going to catch them off guard in the second round. I like that. Uh, I've stared at it. I've stared at it all week, and I can't ignore my gut with Kentucky. I'm right there with you. Three-point spread. Let's go. Took them as soon as it came out. It was my favorite game of the first round. We'll see how that works out for us, though. But uh, get your thoughts on Miami and Drake. Are you buying the 12 over the 5 here, or do you think Miami has enough? And, of course, there's some news now that the big man for Miami might be playing in this game. That that was a, that was going into a huge... I feel like the, a mm-hmm. lot of people are bringing that up from the handicap perspective, that Miami's going to be down a big, a big man. Uh, so I'm hearing a lot about Drake. I think they deserve the praise, but... Miami's a team that can score a bunch. Where do you stand on that game? Um, I'm taking the under in that game. I like Drake because is Miami, as good as they are offensively, they can't play defense. 
and that's going to be their downfall at some point. Um, and Drake plays really good defense. So Miami could win this game, but it would would not surprise me if it barely gets to 70. So I'm going to take the, the under 146.5. Um, I'm buying into the, the hype around Drake being... being Uh-oh. What did you do, knock your headphones out? Yeah, my he- yeah, my- I got so excited I knocked my headphones out. Right, it happens. Um, <laughs> it's, been- it's been a few long days. Um, yeah, I-, I like I like Drake to win that game, but I'm more confident in the under because of, uh, because of how Drake defends. Excellent. All right. And then to the four and final games of the evening, you already told us that you like Kansas State over Montana State. I'm right there with you on that one, so we'll put that to the side. We got Arizona State and Nevada. They'll be taking on the winner of TCU. Anybody have a shot against TCU in that one? I think so. Okay, but I think TCU. I think TCU ends up winning that game. FAU and Memphis uh, help people get on the right side. That's an eight and nine game. Memphis two and a half point favorites. Memphis has two incredible guards in, in Kendrick Davis and Alex Lomax that make life hell for the opposing guards. They defend the ball so well. Um, they, I believe they both average over a steal per game. I like Memphis in this one. I think Memphis could cause some trouble with Purdue as well. Uh, but it's going to be a fast-paced, exciting game. But I think Memphis uh, ends up winning this game. All right. And then the final game on the day, 9.55 start time. I'll take the over on that one. Kent State, the Flashes, <laughs> taking on Indiana. Stanford Steve was raving about Kent State, talking about how they're going to knock off Indiana. This is a 13 versus a 4. Are you buying what Stanford Steve is selling here? I'm going to say no because I really like Trace Jackson Davis in Indiana. I'll take Indiana with the 4. And I could be completely wrong. Mac does do historically well against the spread in the tournament, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Indiana's poised for some sort of run here. Maybe it's just the Sweet 16, but uh, I I foresee Indiana uh, either being on the card on Sunday um, or even in the second weekend. Um, Somebody out of the Big Ten's got to do something. (laughs) And uh, it's not just Purdue. And I think it is Indiana. Kent State, yes, I get the logic behind it, but um, just watching how these two teams play, I like Indiana at its best uh, against Kent State at, at its best. All right. Well, Joe, I think we went down the list of every game uh, that we need to discuss over the next two days. And all I do know is this. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch it, uh, no matter which way that these games play out. Man, this is the best time of year. Brace for Winnings is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.